from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm Jane Van Ryan, reporting on our recent tour of the oil sands operations in Alberta, Canada. As we've discussed in previous podcasts, the oil sands are a critically important resource, providing crude oil to the United States. Of the more than 2 million barrels of Canadian crude oil that are imported into the U.S. every day, about half is derived from Canada's abundant oil sands. The sound you're hearing is a 380-ton vehicle rolling into a quarry to pick up a load of oil sands and carry it to the processing facility. As soon as one vehicle is loaded, another one takes its place next to the huge shovel that scrapes the oil sands from the black sandy quarry wall. At this oil sands mine operated by FinCrude, 350,000 barrels of light sweet crude oil are produced every day. Our tour guide is Peter Reed. We mine the oil sand, we haul it to crushers that we'll go down and see. Just You can see the trucks pulling up below to the crushers. We'll haul it there, crush it, put it from the crushers into the stockpile where it says Syncrude 21 North Mine. We build that stockpile and then we have more conveyors that pull it from there and they bring it up that other conveyor set into that uh, building with the steam coming out. And that's where we mix it in our hydro transport process. And that's one of the technologies I said we developed at Syncrude that really changed the industry and brought down uh, both the environmental requirement to run a process as well as the cost of running it. The oil sands at Syncrude's location have the consistency of gritty cookie dough. Squeeze a handful and it sticks to itself, forming a ball. Run your finger over it and it crumbles and falls to the ground, leaving a bitumen residue on your fingers. Bitumen is a form of petroleum highly prized for its energy content that requires processing before it can be refined into useful oil products. We mix it with water, the oil sand goes in the middle and the water is coming in on a, on a circular pattern. It slurries it, it goes down below to a pump, we pump it into the plant and in these big vessels in the plant the sand settles out, the bitumen floats off and the bitumen goes to the upgrader where we make a light sweet crude. 85% of the water is recycled too. In fact, one Syncrude spokesman told us that every molecule of water is recycled 18 times. Well, we're very proud of all of our environmental problems at Syncrude. Um, reclamation, for one, is uh, one that uh, we're really excited about and, and proud of. We've reclaimed uh, over 4,600 hectares of our land. And of that 4,600, um, we applied uh, a few years back for certification of 100 hectares to uh, show that it's been fully reclaimed. And so we applied for certification of those lands, the first in Alberta and the first in the oil sands uh, industry. And we were successful in that uh, application. And we have certification for uh, the area of land we call Gateway Hill. And I hope to be able to show you that today. Steve Gadet is manager of environmental and reclamation at Syncrude where he oversees the reclamation of land disturbed by mining operations. By law, all disturbed land must be restored. The sand, which becomes white after the oil is removed, is put back into its proper location. The collected clay is returned, and topsoil is placed on the surface. Even the leaf litter and seeds from the forest floor are used in the reclamation process. Syncrude also works with the First Nations of Alberta on the planting of indigenous trees, shrubs, and grasses. 
I've had the opportunity about four years back of sleeping and camping out and hiking in the woods for a week long um, with one First Nation. And when I arrived at the, on the initial day, um, one of the elders walked up to me and she grabbed me really rough by the arm and she said, don't think you're going to pull one on over on me. I don't think oil sands companies can do it and I'm not going to believe you. And she said, you might as well go home. And I said, oh, you know, I'd like to stay. I'd like to hear from you what you value on the natural land. So we spent an entire week where she showed me how they used to make lynx traps when they wanted to harvest lynx and how they used to hunt and how they used medicinal plants. And uh, each, on each topic, she'd ask me the type of activities we had at Syncrude to mirror that kind of thing or to try to replace those kinds of things. And uh, we built a fairly good uh, rapport, but it came from sitting down and talking, mm. not by writing, not by um, talking uh, over the phone, but by walking on the land. And on the final day, it was uh, very rewarding when she said to me, uh, I've shown you what I want. I've heard what you're doing. I'm pleased that, that there's oil sense companies out like that out there like that who are trying to rebuild and that's just one of the types of consultations we do with the elders but uh, for me it really hit home because I want to hear what they're saying and I want to I want to do it right and they've been a decent partner in describing what they expect and I've been listening and this this land is part of uh, what we've been trying to do to meet their need as well. One of the sites has become a bison ranch home to 300 wood bison in the wild, the bison are threatened by tuberculosis and anthrax. At the ranch, where they are attended by Syncrude employees and members of the First Nation of Fort Mackay, they are disease-free and winning awards. We wanted to show that large mammals could be successful on a reclaimed land, and huge debates in the early 90s, should we try cattle or bison? And uh, one of the local First Nations, Fort Mackay First Nation, um, was interested in uh, the return of wood buffalo to this region, wood bison. And so we're in a partnership on this ranch with them. Only about 20% of the oil sands are close enough to the surface to be mined. The remaining 80% must be produced through the in situ method, in which the bitumen must be heated in the ground and brought to the surface. To see this process, we drove to the Surmont oil sand site, which is a joint project by ConocoPhillips and Francis Total Oil Company. So, okay, uh, folks, you've had your uh, your orientation about the site. I just wanted to That's give you That's Kevin Schockmeyer, the operations supervisor at the Surmont Oil Sands facility a few miles southeast of Fort McMurray, Alberta. At this site, where the oil sands exist below layers of soil and shale, petroleum workers use horizontal drilling and steam to produce the bitumen. Unlike the soft, pliable sands at the Syncrude mine, this bitumen is locked in the pores of sandstone. Pat Lamont, Surmont's operations manager, points to the wellheads as he explains the process. What we have here is uh, one uh, well pad. We've got two, two wells. There's a producer that brings uh, the bitumen out of the ground and there's an injector uh, uh, that takes the steam from the CPF and, and puts it into, uh, into the ground. Uh, the, uh, the vertical well is about 1,000 feet down, and it kicks off about 3,000 uh, feet. We use uh, lift gas to uh, help the, uh, the bitumen uh, rise to the surface. The steam's necessary because the, the consistency or the vis vis viscosity of the, uh, of the fluid is... Um, it's like a hockey puck. It's solid, so you need to uh, to uh, bring that uh, that temperature up so it flows uh, to surface. 
After the bitumen is heated and coaxed up the wellbore, the water is removed and the bitumen is diluted with synthetic oil. Then the water is treated to take out any residual oil and hardness and sent back to the steam generators to raise more bitumen from the ground. Kevin Schopmeyer says it's a closed loop system. So it's one great big circulating loop and part of, the biggest part of the, pro, uh, the process and facility, we're just a big thermal plant so we've got so much heat, we do a lot of heat recovery into the processes, into the vessels so it's very tightly connected on everything we do. You need one part to do the other part, one big circle, one big daisy chain really. And what you see here is, is our blowdown pond, um, fairly small, fairly tight, but this is where any of our um, residual untreatable water is put and stored. Um, but at the end of the day, once it comes here, once it settles, once you know you, you get your, your, your heavies and, and sort of the untreatable portion, we do recycle this back into the facility as well. So we actually recover this, so it's again another continuous loop where the, the treating process just continues on. In-situ operations have a smaller footprint than mining. The well pads and buildings are constructed on gravel, so the land can be reclaimed relatively quickly. The Sermont facility is expected to produce oil from the sandstone for about 30 to 40 years and then be dismantled and removed so the land can be returned to a natural state. Under Alberta's standards, companies must remediate and reclaim land so it can be productive again. In the meantime, the 1% of Alberta's boreal forest where oil sands are being developed is providing 2% of the world's oil supply and generating thousands of high-paying jobs for Canadians and Americans alike. For more information on Canada's oil sands, visit my blog at www.energytomorrow.org. I'm Jane Van Ryan. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.